It's time to raise the roof for our latest regular season podcast. And where we left you at previously, the Rays were, what, 9-0 and heading into the Boston series? And now they're 13-0. and Oh, yeah. Tying a major league record for the... Goddamn. What was it? Since 1900 or 1885, what is it? The... Um, the best start to a season in league history, thirteen and zero, tying the record of the. Uh, I think Brewers it was in eighty seven. Yeah. What Braves in eighty two? I believe so. Yeah. If I'm recalling that correctly. The modern yeah. day. It's like the modern day record. Yeah, the modern day record. The yeah. Reds finished off a four game sweep of the Red Sox. Uh, that came with some casualties. Unfortunately, we'll be talking about that. Uh, the latest of which being starting pitcher Jeffrey Springs, who is now the second starting pitcher this week to have gone on the IL for the Rays. Something to talk about. Definitely something to note for the future. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what happened in the series. We'll look ahead to the Blue Jays series as the Rays head on the uh, uh, continue uh, playing AL East opponents, head on the road, go to uh, Toronto for that, and talk about a lot of other things. But it's me, Gibby, and Evan. We are still, I mean, I don't even know if it's shock or whatever it is, but like the 13 and 0. It's shock and awe <laughs> that they're doing on the, on the, on the baseball field. You know, they don't, they don't even see it coming. Like they, they really thought they, they, they thought they had us today. Well, they almost and, came um, back. They almost came back the other day because of, uh, I think I think we we got an elephant in the room. Oh, oh, we'll talk about that. I think there's, there's I think there's something. Will, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I won't say. I won't say. We'll, we will for sure talk about that. In yeah, a second. but uh, I mean, <laughs> shit. This Thank you for bringing that up, though. I kind of forgot about it. This team, <laughs> this team is unstoppable. I mean, like Wander Franco. I mean, Brandon Lyle. Like every start. I think Alex. It's actually every start he's had, other than yeah. I mean, he didn't. He pinched hit. In the last five games that he started, but five of the yeah. last six games that yeah. the Rays have played. Crazy. Well, you forgot to say today, bro, is, isn't is today the longest win streak ever in Rays history? Yes. Franchise yes. history? Yes, that is also true, we, which is... We even tied it yesterday and then broke it today. In the first 13 games of a season. It's was, That's crazy. Announced attendance of 21,000 on a Thursday. Amazing. One o'clock. Yeah, that was like I was actually surprised that like people showed up. And I hate again, I hate the fact that people keep talking shit about the um, you know, the attendance and all that stuff, but I mean, considering what they're doing right now, I feel like the the, the fans have definitely responded. It's certainly been good. Way. Yeah. I, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, last time I was on the on the pod, I said they're going to make the win streak a thing and I mean, I mean, it became a thing. It was just it's just been a thing ever since. I mean, uh not because of me, but I know I just uh are you taking credit are you taking credit for this entire tree? Um, <laughs> no, um but it, it it's just incredible, honestly. Like they they don't miss like remember when we had the RS um runner in scoring position joke last season like all of last it's, season um that doesn't happen anymore it's thing. impossible it's like we it's like we're successful on like almost all of our like runners and scoring position opportunities except the ones at like the end of innings and when we already scored like 
however many runs. Like, oh my God, that seven run inning today yeah. was crazy. I mean, I was watching at work. All of my coworkers were hype. It was great. <laughs> I I was gonna say the same thing. It's I mean, scoring rays for the runs, or sorry, scoring runs for the rays have has always been like kind of tough, but it's always been runners in scoring position that we couldn't ever do it with or or and or with two outs and we've been doing both of those so far this year which it's just a weird feeling it's so it's so weird having your baseball team score like i don't know how what are they averaging probably six or seven runs a game i'm it, not entirely it, sure it has to be over even with the one uh the one oh game it's still probably has to seven seven i would say around seven i can do some math on that one but it's just it's so weird to have a baseball team because we've never had that. Twenty twenty one was a really good offense, but it was nowhere near as good as what they're doing right now on the field. Yeah, this is the closest thing that we've had to a good offense before this. Yeah, season. this is and, crazy. And again, it's, I mean, like twenty one thousand people showing up for a business person special on a Thursday in St. Pete when people have complained about how getting to the trop is really annoying and, and the traffic around the area is bad. But twenty one thousand people show, and for the Rays, that is a, a a notable number. I know for some other teams that might just be like some you know standard normal crowd on like a weekday, but you know the Rays don't get those sort of numbers. So the fact that they were able to get this number in the kind of you know the situation of the game that it was, the fact that it was a one p.m. start on a weekday, it just speaks volumes to what what we've talked about the fact that. You know, what Gibby talked about, the fact that this streak has really galvanized the area and has gotten people interested. And again, you know, we had on Ryan Bass from Valley Sports last podcast, and, and he said the same thing that everyone else is thinking, uh, not not just Rays fans, but in baseball, that this will end at some point. The Rays will lose a game because no team has ever won, you know, gone 162-0 and or – 144 and 0 when it was a 144 game season or whatever it might be like that's never happened before so it's gonna have to end at some point but the fact that it's continuing is just just incredible we we've averaged 7.7 runs a game i just did the math but um crazy yeah it did i i will say i think 21,000 i don't know what going back to the math but percentage wise that's really good like that percentage wise i think that's up there with anybody on a weekend, that's on a about, weekday? Yeah, that's like, I mean, I mean, it has to be over 80% because um, listed capacity is 25K when you don't include the upper deck, which is what the Rays have done uh, since I would, 2018. 2020. I, would find, I would find that hard to believe that other teams normally get above 80% attendance on a weekday matinee game. I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's a lot of people when it's a middle yeah, of the workday. Absolutely. I mean, it's really, really impressive. And, I mean, the people were into it today. Like, it was, you know, this wasn't just some pedestrian crowd. This was a crowd of people who showed up there to see. This was Rays fans. This wasn't no Red, there wasn't a bunch of Red Sox fans. It was, like, like a bunch of people were, like, it was, like, 80% Rays fans and, like, 20% Red Sox fans. Red Sox fans aren't going to those games. They, yeah. they, they know they stink. So, what the fuck? And what I think the Rays have beat the Red Sox. I think now twelve or thirteen in a row. Is that the drop? I know that the um. I know that because I was listening to the game on radio, um, on on the radio today, and I remember them talking about some sort of a streak, I, a winning I think streak it, between those two, uh, be between the Rays and Red Sox. 
I think they showed a graphic in the middle of last night's game that said they had won 11 in a row. So I believe it would be now 13 in a row, including last night's game and then plus today's game. So okay. well, yeah, I, I think it's 12 or 13, something. I don't remember exactly when they showed the graphic. But, yeah, that's insane, too. It's still incredible. I mean, this is, you know, let's just talk about the series in general. So, uh, you know, there was a 1-0 game. There was a game where the Rays led 8-3, and then the Red Sox come – or well, no, it was 8-4 at the time, right? Yeah. And Devers hit the three-run bomb to make it 8-7, but they held on. Uh, today's game, the Rays were down going into the fifth inning. Let's and- just say, Alex, that your your Brendan Lau pick really came through. Before. Yeah. He- like, like it finally landed. It really landed for you. When, when, Congratulations. When he's, when he's seeing a beach ball up there, he might be the best hitter in the whole – sport like it's yeah. it's insane he had what i mean he had a home run in three of the four games in this series he's got five on the season as we talked about earlier his the last five games he started in because he didn't um play yesterday except for pinch hitting the last five games that he started in, he's hit a home run in every game that's five of the last six games for the Rays in total uh I think you know who we need oh, there's so many things to talk about alex yeah, what was the? I don't have my freaking phone on me. Freaking Fleming, we gotta apologize to Josh Fleming. Yeah, I was no, gonna even though the starter. Jayden, Jayden. Was that the begin? Wasn't that the first game of the series, or was that the one zero game? Yeah, that it was, was the one zero game. Well, those were the, the same first game. game. Yeah, those were the same game. games. Because all the games blend together for me. One zero. Yeah, the one zero game was Jayden. the first game. Jalen Beeks, Josh Fleming, Clevenger, Poche, the good night Poche had. Even though he had two walks there, and he of. threw like four meatballs. I don't know how. I have yeah, no uh, idea. And how then Pete Fairbanks obviously yeah, yeah, shutting it down. He worked out of a gym, right? He it, it was like he did. Poche, he did work out of a gym, but he threw meatball after meatball, and I have no idea how Devers didn't hit any of those balls eight hundred yards or eight hundred eight hundred yards too, but more realistically eight hundred feet because it's for, like I don't. He got the job done. But he was throwing like 92 mile an hour fastballs right down the middle. And I cannot believe that Devers didn't take him yard on that. He did, however, two nights later. But yeah, I, I will I will give a lot of credit to yeah. Josh Fleming because he had a ton of pressure on that start. If he has a bad start there, he's probably going down, I would say. I, I mean, maybe like we have three solid pitchers as we were well, well, then we had some injuries, so I, I doubt actually. Yeah. But but at the, at the time, time, though, at the time, yeah. it's there's a lot of pressure. Was, he was probably pitching for his job there. And tip the cap, I I have to eat a lot of words because that was an unbelievable start. And credit to Josh Fleming, he, yeah, he unreal. I mean, not a start, not a start technically. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, like yeah, I guess he did stretch it for it was a four inning. I guess a relief outing, but yeah, but it was still good, you know. I like it. it. Ryan Yarbrough patented start, which is. Have an opener in front of him, and then he goes the bulk of the innings for the game. And he, and he yeah. did look good, but the Rays, so he had a good outing. Shane uh, McClanahan was the next day. Then much Taj. better start. Then yeah. Taj. Yeah, Ta- Taj was good. Taj Bradley makes his major league debut because uh, problem injury number one, Zach Eflin goes on the IL with lower back tightness, which is concerning considering the fact that uh, Eflin has had a um, uh, you know, really, really, uh, you know, he's had a history of getting injured. He, it's 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 a profound history. This isn't just something that's 
kind of like a one-off thing. It's a consistent um, thing for him that he's gotten injured. And that shows up in the fact that he hasn't really gone that far into a season in terms of uh, like a full workload with innings and, and things like that. So concerning, but again, it's happening at the beginning of the year. So hopefully that's a good thing moving forward. And hopefully it won't be anything more serious than what it currently is. And it seems uh, very minor too. Yeah. Like it was, it, it seems like he's coming back from the IL as soon as he is yeah. eligible to. I don't, that's what I kind of caught from Topkin Suites, but yeah. And in his place, Taj Bradley, the um, uh, raised number one pitcher in their minor league system, threw five innings, struck out eight, gave up two runs in his, in the final inning and was able to get through that. It was kind of a, um, I'm trying to think of the right way. He 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 struggled in the fifth, uh, gave up two runs in the fifth, and had to work himself out of a jam. Uh, and I think Cash left him out there for confidence to 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 just get out of it, and he was able to get out of it. Uh, the Rays end up going up eight four at one point. Devers hit the three run bomb off Poche, which um, we immediately started making jokes about in our group chat, uh, and something that I'm sure we'll talk about in just a second. And then the Rays were able to nail down a win there. And, I mean, just the train continued. Uh, I mean, today you have a game where the Rays trail 3-2. They score seven in the fifth to go up, what was it, 8-3 at the time. And then it was 9-3. They ended up winning. Yep. There's, there's a game in the middle that I'm missing at some – there's like – I swear, games just tend to blend together when well, it was it was it was the one zero game, but then the seven two McClanahan game, but then nine seven Bradley, and then today's nine three. That's and we were down three. We were down three. We were down three one today too, I believe. Three right? one. That's all. Yes, 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 yes. It was. It was three one of the, the Sox. Eight three still. The Sox had some pretty lame hits in the what inning was it? Like the. Yeah, in the top of the fifth, they had two bloop singles that, or one bloop single, or one bloop double, then one bloop single that brought in a run. But incredible bounce, like I mean, uh, incredible bottom of the fifth. Bluebird actually didn't look that bad either. Mm-hmm. Um, props to him; he's still chugging along. I mean, he his stat line wasn't the best, but his stuff looked pretty good. I mean, other than one bad pitch to Yandi, the first four innings he was basically untouchable so he was pretty good then uh i gotta give credits to some race pitching uh kevin kelly i mean like literally he shouldn't even have a run on his record it should be on like if like an outfield could get it and run it should be on them um because he had to basically get out of four outs in his second inning in the uh Three nine game today, he had he had like he had like four, four outs. It's crazy, and he he handled it just fine. had had some wicked stuff. I mean, his slider is literally nasty. I mean, it's like throwing a fucking frisbee at the plate. So I I feel like that was just the best pick I could have ever had uh, a few weeks ago to start picking him. So you know, when we get to that, I'll probably pick him, but. Heck and yeah, that, Kevin Kelly and Garrett Clevenger. Honestly, he's been kind of shutting stuff down. Even and, though he just he has like sporadic starts where they're like not too big, he just kind of like shut down guy. He can come in gotta, a situation. You just got to find the strike. He he throws a lot of balls, 
Yeah. But as long as he finds a strike zone, his stuff is good enough to to get batters out. But he just he has a little bit trouble with a walk. I mean, he had two walks today and one strikeout. He did, he did not have his best stuff today, but I agree he's been really really solid for us. And this Braden Bristow guy, no idea who this guy was. Yeah. yeah oh my god. I forgot. And he got his first career save today, I believe. So congratulations to him. Three inning stretch, crazy. I think he said one base base runner. Yeah. So I will say Clevenger threw. So he had two scoreless outings before this one. Hitless, by the way. Uh, in the series, he um, had a scoreless outing in the first game. and had a scoreless outing uh, in the second game, and then today he did struggle. Uh, but Bristow uh, came up from from AAA. They optioned or. They they brought him up and then optioned Taj back down, but Taj might be optioned back up at this point, considering uh, Jeffrey Springs went on the IL, which we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, but I mean, I, I think he's he he's, some sort of a record was set with him too. I think I think the race just seemed to find ways to do that. Also, this was just completely happenstance because I made a joke about it. Um, Considering the fact that today was, if the Rays won, it would have been thirteen and zero, um, and I didn't even try to do this, but uh, so Bristow went to Louisiana Tech, uh, and uh, I believe it was Neil, Neil or Andy, I believe it was Neil who brought it up. Uh, he brought it up on the radio broadcast, and I didn't know this, but uh, Louisiana Tech is also the alma mater of Carl Malone, which, if you guys know the number thirteen in Carl Malone. Uh, nothing, nothing more needs to be said there. You can look that up online and figure out what's going on with that. But I, I hope that Neil knew about that at some point because I just thought it was hilarious that I was like thinking about it as a joke, and then didn't even know that there was a connection there. But aside from that, Bristol had a really good outing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that would have ever ever come up on this podcast. Well, uh, it but, because because it did because Neil brought it up. I had no clue that he went to Louisiana Tech. I so, didn't. I I had no idea who this guy. I knew we got him from the Yankees, and or he. I don't know if we got him from the Yankees, but he started. Uh, I think he was drafted by the Yankees. He was with the Yankees. He was there for seven seasons in their minor league system, kind of just around. Guy. And then the Rays bring him up, and he has a really good outing. I don't know if they're going to option him back. Uh, but considering that he was able to give him three innings, I don't know if that means that he is a long reliever type, because if he is, considering the fact that there's now three starting pitchers that are on the IL, knowing that Fleming was going to come up, so I guess that's now, I mean, that's basically two spaces um, to fill in in starting rotation, but if you can have a guy who can throw three to four innings in a, in a you know, in a game like that, I think that's really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he was drafted by the Yankees, Um but yeah, that was incredible. Uh, so with, do, do we think um, Patino or Torino's is coming up? Because we're gonna have to have two guys. I want, I up, want right? Torino's, but if it's both, it's. Both. I guess we should talk about the injury first. But uh, can we talk about our like our very few gripes that we have? We gotta get into one guy in particular. You know what? What gripes specifically are you talking about? Uh, uh, I guess there's two guys. Well, I guess Ryan Tapson just had one bad outing, and then Colin Poche. Oh, you know what? Colin Poche is res- so Ryan Thompson is responsible for one of the runs that Colin Poche. Yeah, because he's a base runner at like second or whatever. Okay, yeah. So 
Uh, Colin Boucher, obviously not having the best outing. I mean, it was eight seven at the by the time uh, he was done. Um, closest probably a team's been to like coming back from one of our big offensive surges. Um, Red Sox, obviously, uh, not a real team because, uh, as Jared said, uh, we have not played a real team yet. So I'm just going to keep that take going. Um, I will say I, I listened to Jared's podcast and like I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I, I was gonna say he backs them up. Like I mean, it, he he thinks it's legit. So I didn't. I mean, there are plenty of other Red Sox people that have talked crap about the team. I mean, I don't want to. I don't like. We're not. I'm not trying to preview the series yet this weekend. But the Blue Jays lost to the Tigers tonight. So yeah, exactly. I saw that too. I don't think we're gonna. We're not gonna win all three in the, in Toronto. I don't think the streak's gonna end this weekend. But still, like, you know, comes, I said I said it was gonna end in the Red Sox series. And I guess the other guy, I guess T. Christ got shit for saying it was gonna end at one of the games at a specific. He called out a specific game though. I didn't call it. I just said I probably said like a week ago, uh, the last time I was on that. Uh, I'm just saying that at some point it's got to end. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to end, obviously. Like, obviously. Um, but yeah, um, to go back to what you're saying, po- like, Poche, I just don't get it. I Like, I'm sorry. I just, it, it, it would be different if he, if he had, like, nasty stuff. And, like, Yar- Yarborough was kind of different because Yarborough had the stuff. He it, A lot of his hits were just, very low contact, very low miles per hour off the bat, and they would kind yeah. of be bloop singles. I mean, opposing batters absolutely square up on Poche's stuff, and it's Poche just doesn't have that great of stuff. I don't – he is a 90, like, four Absolutely. miles an hour at the most fastball out of the bullpen, which is not fast at all now in today's game. His off-speed right. is okay, and it's just – I mean, Devers – he did get out of that base loaded jam on Monday, but yesterday it was like you can't you can't keep throwing ninety two right down the middle and Devers is eventually going to hit one out. Yeah, like I'm not exactly sure what the p- pitch sequence was there or the pitching plan was, but that's not it. Um, yeah, I mean Ryan Thompson obviously didn't help him out there. I mean there was a few men on by the time pushes yeah. in there. Uh, it's not the best situation to go into, but yeah, he's just not throwing the best stuff. But I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. You know, you can blame a little bit. You can put a little bit more blame on Ryan Thompson, and you can also say, technically, they didn't lose the game, and they got out of there with just seven runs, and then Jason Adam and Pete Fairbanks, both like all star guys, are able to shut it down from there. So. Yeah. And a big insurance, I mean, a bigger insurance around the bottom. Of the I I want to I want you. It's basically what I'm saying. You Evan, is you gotta give Colin Boucher another chance. I think he's listening. No, no, he, he he listens to the podcast. You know, you got you just gotta you just gotta you know embrace embrace no, the, the meatballs. You know, the, the leash has not been cut until he gives up. Really a blows lead a, and like when he really blows yes, the game. exactly. When until because I can't Close be right undeniably his fault. When it's if we win, <laughs> if we win, it doesn't matter. In yeah, the exactly. Like it doesn't matter, in and his stats aren't terrible so far either. But I mean, he has a one point eight WHIP, which is not great for a bullpen guy. Um, yeah. But it, it's not. It's it's more so just his stuff frustrates me. Like 
I, I, I obviously trust the Rays and how they develop pitchers, but I just don't get what they see in his stuff that makes him a high leverage reliever. Yeah. But... And I could be missing something, but I just don't see anything that's like special about the pitchers he throws. But yeah, so you talk about uh, what was what was the next thing? I forgot. Uh, I think it's worth talking about uh, Jeffrey Springs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not something that we want to talk about, but it's something that we have to talk about. So Springs was cruising uh, th- through the first three innings um, of today's game, and then uh, in the first batter that he faced in the fourth inning, uh, he after a pitch. He went behind the mound, threw a ball into his glove, and um, it did it in a way that was, you know, out of out of anger, frustration. Uh, it was uh, he ended up the um, uh, Kevin Cash and the trainer uh, came out to look at him, uh, look at his hand, which was the issue at, at, at note, and he was uh, uh, eventually pulled from the game. Uh, we found out after that. He uh, was removed from the game with left ulnar neuritis. So the um, this is what I'm reading. This is all MLB trade rumors because I know that um, a lot of people talked about, um, I, I guess, like what it actually is. And people started looking it up because no one knew what the hell it meant. Uh, but this is so the the ulnar nerve is commonly known as the funny bone due to the tingling sensation it can create. In yeah, I was about to say this yeah. is and super numb. Yeah, uh, neuritis means that the nerve is the nerve is inflamed. Having a diagnosis doesn't necessarily pinpoint a timeline, as there is a range of possible outcomes. So people uh, brought up the Jordan Romano situation where he dealt with that. He came back after a, um, a stint on the ten day IL. However, there's the other side of it, which is that Jacob Degrom and Michael Fulmer both dealt with it, and they uh, ended up um, missing significant amount a significant amount of time, multiple months as a result of surgery in order to repair it. So we don't know what's going on with Springs. I think that in this post-game press conference, he was hopeful that it wouldn't be bad. But the fact that there's something happening, considering that this was the second starting pitcher for the Rays after such a hot start that, that the pitching had had, yeah. to see now two guys go on the IL is not ideal. Now the Rays... It, it oh, kind of... I know it's a different sport, but it kind of reminded me of Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship game. Like, they, yeah, exactly. Like, That's they didn't, what I was they didn't seem like they were in like a lot of pain. Like they they seemed like they were like honestly fine. But the the numbness, I mean, yeah, you can't do anything. You can't use your hand or anything if they're if it's numb. Like I'm obviously no doctor, but it might have been the same injury. I'm it seems sure. very similar to it that. Might have been a but Brock's might have been a tear, like an actual tear. Yeah, and that's there. Yeah, it could there, be the same thing. There are multiple silver linings in this. It's not. It's obviously, thank the Lord, it's not an elbow, nothing in the elbow. It's yeah. nothing. It's nothing in the forearm because we know how annoying those forearm injuries can be with glass now, and with Shane Boss too. I believe he had one. He had a forearm injury last year or two years ago, and those forearm injuries are just they linger. They take months to heal, but. Uh, yeah, if he can, if Springs can avoid surgery, that is, I think, the most important thing. Um, but yeah, they, it's it's not an elbow and it's not a forearm, which is huge. Absolutely. And and I mean, obviously, injuries are going to come. They're going to come to everybody. And I mean, we have Siri and, injured too. Yeah. And I don't want to see anybody on the Rays injured. But if anybody does get injured on the Rays. It is good that it's their starting pitching because we have we have so much depth 
at that position. I mean, we have four solid pitchers. Once Glass now comes back, we'll have four pitchers in the minors that could be a major league pitcher. So in Patino, Fleming, Taj Bradley, and Chirino. So we can replace those guys. Yes, it won't be as dominant as a rotation, but I think we'll have guys that can easily come up and replace them. Yeah, I think that's a good thing that the Rays have such depth, I think, in the way that it doesn't necessarily go in the same way offensively, like position players and things like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, definitely on the pitching side of things, the Rays have reinforcements and can find ways to uh, plug holes and and, uh, when they need to. It's just, um, I mean, hopefully they can just get all this crap out early in the season, not, not have to worry about it later, but... Yeah, I wasn't expecting uh I mean you did say in the last podcast, Alex, that Eflin is a bit injury prone, but I didn't yeah. think it'd be that fast, honestly. But I was it's just that- ba- it's just back tightness. Uh, it's kind of good that he's getting a rest now. If it's something uh that could be dealt with that's less serious. Yeah, I just hope that it doesn't get to a point where I'm trying I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. I just hope that it doesn't um you know, things stay as is if that uh, they don't get more serious just because, if, I mean, they did commit a lot of money to him financially. Yeah. So in, in, in committing a lot of money to a, a player financially, that, that, that means that you would hope that the guy stay healthy or else why the heck would you have been paying him so much? Exactly. So, yeah, so hopefully he'll be able to all that stuff will be mitigated and he'll be able to come back. It's the springs thing that's that's much more of the concern. Yeah, that are in absolutely. The I mean, we don't know what timetable this is going to be, considering that no one gave a time like there there was no timetable given for it. It's more of just a like a hope and pray type situation. Yep. So not ideal, but. Again, if we can get this stuff done, you know, all this stuff done now and get it out of the way now rather than later, that would be great. Uh, and hopefully we'll see. I mean, as a result, we'll definitely see a lot more of these guys from the miners coming in and yeah. plugging holes. I will say, so So, Gibby, you said Yanni. Um, so who's left? So Fleming's going to stay here at least for a couple more starts. Yeah. I think he'll if we're talking about the spots that we had before, I mean we had Clanahan one, Springs, Rasmussen two, three, whatever, interchangeable, you know, both pretty good. Um four we had Eflin, and then I mean Eflin could have been three though. I think Eflin was two. Eflin was two, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Eflin was Never two. Mind. Spring Springs uh, was three, Rasmussen was four, then yeah. Fleming was five. Yeah, Fleming five. So we're we're taking out Springs and we're taking out uh Eflin. And I guess we're plugging in Taj for now. We'll ride with Taj. And then until Glassnow comes back, we need a replacement for him. So I'm assuming Torinos. I mean, I think it's not next. Who who are the other potential uh, starting pitchers? Patino. Patino. I mean, would you be shocked to see the Rays use both of them in like a combined? So, yeah, why not? One for a spot start and then use another for a spot start, whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, we could do spot starts here and there. I mean, if 
funding if we're gonna use funding how we do now where we have like a starter but we have like a starter guy before him um going forward we might need just a six random starter like that so maybe patino is necessary as well but you know i just personally after i saw what he did i mean against the red sox in spring training i feel like he needs a roster spot probably uh i feel like he can give us some quality innings still some quality starts you know i agree so, I... So i say i say torinos you know I haven't seen him in a while. I'd love to see him in a regular season game. I mean, I did see him during the spring training, and I was flabbergasted. Yeah, so. Uh, but, yeah, regular Evan, season. Let's get, let's get him in there. Evan, do you have a preference one way or the other, or can you see them going with both at some point? I, I think they'll probably just go with Torinos. Um, I don't know. I think Patino still needs a lot of work. I don't think he's I like I I'm a huge Patino fan. I just don't know if he's ready. I mean, I just think Torino's is probably better than him and he's more ready. But it doesn't seem like Eflin's gonna be out for you. He'll probably miss two more starts, I think. I think he's back in ten days. I think it was retroactive to the twenty third, so uh, yeah, he'll miss that I think that's two more starts. So I don't think Eflin will be out for a whole long. But yeah, I mean, it's like I said, starting pitching is what we're most deep at, and if anybody's going to get injured, I think it it's the best if if it is starting pitching. All right, yeah, and with class now coming back, then it won't be much of a problem. But I mean, there will be more injuries going forward. There might be a starting pitcher injury. There might be more relief impact. Like we saw maybe in 2021. That was, yeah, with like Anderson injury and like all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're still looking good for this series. Um, tomorrow, Rasmussen is pitching. After that, it's kind of up in the air. It's kind of up in the air. So that's true. And I will say we will get into that uh, in just a bit. But what I want to do is take a quick break. Uh, we're going to go to our SeatGeek ad, which, again, if you guys haven't used it, A, didn't 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 know this, but SeatGeek is now the official ticket marketplace for Major League Baseball. It's now the um, uh, the new the new partnership between them and Major League Baseball is a thing. So that's cool. Uh, it's also the most downloaded ticket app out there, which means that the fact that we have a uh, a link with them. Please is use ours. Thing. Don't give it to don't give it to the greedy guys. You know, give it to the little guys. But you know, yeah. Uh, so code raise the roof to get you twenty dollars off your first purchase on SeatGeek. Uh, make sure to utilize that during the season. But yeah, we're gonna go to um, uh, our SeatGeek ad, and then we'll be right back for the second half of the pod. So stay tuned. We'll be right back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Hi everyone, Alex here with a quick word from our newest sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is your one-stop shop for tickets for everything from live theater and concerts to sporting events like Rays games. SeatGeek uses a color-coded scale to show you where the best deals are, with green being good and red being bad. If you haven't used SeatGeek before, we have a special deal just for you. Use code RAISETHEROOF, that's RAISE spelled R-A-Y-S, at checkout for $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. Again, that's code raise the roof for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks so much to SeatGeek for sponsoring us, and let's get back to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. 
And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. So, like I said before we went to break, we are going to preview the Toronto Blue Jays series. The Rays will be playing a three-game set in Toronto beginning tomorrow. So, today when this podcast comes out, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Gibby, you already mentioned it, but Drew's going to be starting game one. It looks like the Rays are going to be going with a bullpen day on day, uh, in game two. And then Sugar Shane is going to be pitching the series finale on Sunday. Also... Uh, this will be the first time that the Rays are playing in Toronto since the renovations to the outfield uh, of Rogers Center. I know that we talked about it in a previous podcast, but have you guys gotten a chance to uh, see everything since? I mean, I mentioned it, but have you guys gotten a chance to see what everything looks like? I have not, but I will look it up right now. Yeah, but did, did you get a chance to see the new renovated outfield area at, at Rogers Center? No. Why aren't you guys... <laughs> Like you're gonna care. Oh, is that the thing from last pod? I only care about one ballpark. I top can field, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I understand it's America's ballpark, but like, it's still worth talking about because we're gonna be looking at it for the shorter wall, shorter walls. It seems like there's actually outfield seating that goes up to the wall instead of there being that ugly ass, uh, like gap that was basically where the bullpens were. So elevated bullpens, uh, seats that go all the way up to the wall, um, no separation there, which is great. They added in a bunch of new stuff. Like the outfield looks so much better. Like like the Blue Jays were probably, I would say, a top I'm five. Watch, hey, I'm watching the video. I'm watching the video. Uh, so they're perched above the visitor's bullpen with unprecedented views. The place to be seen. Catch a home run. How dramatic wow. is this? <laughs> These Canadians are so nice. <laughs> so I will say Oh there's a place called the stop bro It's a stop For sure Personally I think aesthetically Rogers Center was like a top show, five show me the good stadium stuff. In Baseball before The renovations Now I think it's closer to middle of the pack Because I think they did a really good job I mean it. I mean, like the outfield was ugly Like it was it Yeah was yeah it looked like look The 80s Just too much yeah, but I think I mean they made it a lot nicer. They added in a lot more stuff. They made it more accessible, which is cool. But oh yeah. no, I looked at it last time. Yeah, I see. It. Yeah. I like. I just like the fact that there's no separation between the wall because, um, yeah, it, that, that, that was huge. annoying for me to look at. So it's different now, which is good. That's huge. It's good. Also, in this, this will be the first time that the Rays will be playing. Uh, noted uh, MVP candidate Kevin Kiermeyer since he left. <laughs> he made an incredible catch the other night, too. Yeah. I mean, didn't he have like six RBIs the other day? What or maybe was it five RBIs? On, sun- on Sunday. He went, yeah. 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 I mean, he's been doing okay. Yeah. yeah he, he had an incredible uh, catch over the wall, which again, he might steal. He might steal one during the series. He might just have to. But that wouldn't have happened under the previous dimensions of the ballpark. So good on good on Roger Center for creating Woo! I'm not saying I want that to happen to the Rays, but good on Roger Center for, for creating dimensions and walls that are uh able to be robbed. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Kiermeyer suitable. Kevin Kiermeyer suitable. Good, if it was, good, Kiermaier, it was a good idea to get him and do the renovation the same year. It was kind of sneaky of you. It's kind of a raised move. Honestly. It was smart. So, yeah, the I mean, it'll be a very entertaining series. The Blue Jays did come off of a bad loss against the Tigers. 
and uh, speaking of the Tigers, Javi Baez is a clueless man who I think just went to Detroit for the money and left all of his talent for baseball in Chicago because he didn't really take it with him to New York. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure how much talent he had. I think he's an exciting and electric player, but I don't know. I always thought he was one of those guys who was overrated and a team vastly overpaid for him. I think. Not to say he was very good for that World Series team, but I don't know. I don't think I, I always knew that he was not worth that type of money. The extent the contract that he got. Well, he got it. He did. I mean, respect to him. He got it. He he pulled a Chris Davis. He had a, like a couple really really good seasons that that stood out, and then just forgot how to play baseball and just stole money from people. Yeah, I love that. that's my favorite career. Yeah. So I, I guess for both of you, Gibby, starting with you, how are you feeling about this series? I know it seems like all. I mean, I, I want to get your thoughts about it, but it seems like at least for me and Evan that um, we think that the streak is going to end in this series. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, we're at home, you know. There's a lot more motivation going to that and being able to continue. We've had a lot of home games. We've only had three away games. It's the second away series. I mean, the odds of going away and sweeping someone at home are pretty low. And, I mean, this is probably the highest-powered offense we've gone up against so far. Um, And probably some of the best pitching. I mean, definitely the best pitching. Um. I'll say that for sure. Um, it'll be it'll be an interesting series for sure. Um, I don't think we have to see Manoa this series because he just pitched. Possibly, Dave. I think he pitched last night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have. I have the Rays side of it, but I don't have the Blue Jays matchups because I would assume that. Yeah. Um, I think I'll Bassett just pitched recently too. Yeah, Bassett put, pitched tonight. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Gosman. I mean, Gosman and Kikuchi would be the two guys that. It'll yeah. be, it'll be. Barrios. I'd tomorrow. love to see how we do against so, Kikuchi. I love it, Kikuchi stuff. But. He he owned us last year. I remember that yeah. one game. He pitched out of it. He pitched out of his mind. Let's last see year, how we do with this we revived get, lineup. You know, we get Barrios tomorrow night, and then Kikuchi on Saturday, and then Manoa on Sunday. So, oh, tomorrow. I mean, okay. if we're gonna break the record, Barrios is the guy to do it against. Yeah. He's, he has not been great. I will say, I think we will break the record. I think the motivation's there. I think having some sort of meaningful thing at the, like that at the beginning of the season is helpful. I mean, we already saw it with all of our players, like Isaac Paredes. I mean, so many players. I mean, even Bethancourt got some swings in the World Baseball Classic, all that stuff, all those meaningful games. I mean, Kevin Cash said it himself, like – a week ago, and I felt really smart about it. I even tweeted about it, kind of deleted that after. But uh, we're we're like the same, you know. We have one connected. Uh, we have connected brain. Me and Kevin Cash. Um, but uh, no, that's a take a lot of people have. But uh, we've just been. I I I think there's enough motivation for us to get that, that next win, and. Maybe we could win two out of three in uh Toronto, but yeah, I don't I I I doubt a sweep, but I don't completely doubt a sweep. You know, because I mean I just haven't seen any evidence for us to lose yet. So yeah. until Literally. I see uh, until it happens. And you know. 
Yeah, this is 162. This, no, no, I'm just kidding. But this is no, no one, by the way, no one thinks that's serious, guys. Like, if you're from another fan base, like, you don't think that's that's not serious. Like, shut up. I don't know. Let's like, have, have the fun, you know. It, it's it, the we math. Are on pace. The, the, the math is mathing right now. That's okay. all that matters. We are on pace. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Tor- Toronto is a really good team. They are miles ahead and by far the best team that we played this year. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm very glad that Teoscar Hernandez is not in their lineup anymore because he him along. I mean, Xander's a better player overall, but he is kind of like Xander in that they seem to always kill the Rays. And I brought that up on Sunday. It was like that. That was Simeon either. That was a good, that was a good thing about the Sox is that they didn't have Bogarts. Bogarts always, always was a thorn in the Rays side. I mean, he's a really, really good player anyways, but he especially seemed to have unreal series against the Rays. And so did Tasker. Tasker seemed to have his best stuff at the plate when he played against us. So it's, I'm glad that he's in Seattle now and not on this otherwise still loaded lineup. Um, I mean, Bobachet and Vlad Guerrero have been unreal so far this year. Alejandro Kirk has kind of come down to earth after his – he was an all-star last year. He was probably the best hitting catcher last year, I would say, in the American League. So, I mean, their lineup down top to bottom is really, really good. Their pitching rotation is really good. I mean, they're a really good team overall. And it's – I mean, realistically, uh, yeah, they're uh, – Sweeping them any time of the year is tough. I know we're the hottest that we've literally ever been in our franchise right now, but I don't. Yeah, the Blue Jays always scare us. Honestly, it's it's mm-hmm. tough to win there. You can't They're... really, yeah, you can't really be confident against them. I mean, you can be, but they've just got they, they've just got a lot of star power, a lot of power in general. So, yeah, I mean, and keep in mind they still got George Springer out there. I mean, right? Yep. Yeah. So. I still think it's, you know, we didn't even mention this earlier. I still think it's astonishing that the Rays have hit more home runs than they've given up runs this year. Yeah, it's still that's by still a lot, to too. Too. No, I don't, I don't, by a lot, but it's by like a few. It's 32 to 30. I guess after the last two games, it's not a lot anymore, but it, but before the last two games, so it like was the by fact a lot. that it's been 13 games and that's still a thing isn't, yeah. I mean, 30, 30 runs given up in 13 games is. Less than, I mean, that's probably like not even two and a half a game. Then we've I mean, hit, I think we've hit three home runs in the last two games, and we and we gave up fourteen runs in the last two games. Like, no, yeah, pretty incredible. Two games we've only given up ten. Or what was today? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, today. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah we gave up three today. Uh, literally, like half the runs that that the Rays have given up this season came in the Red Sox series for the most part. Yeah, yeah I feel like twelve. I feel like there's going to be a strong push from uh, Toronto to bring us back down to earth uh, at some point in the series. Even in the first game, they could just jump on us or and really and really try to just knock us out. But I mean, I do. I still have confidence in a series win. I mean, I feel like there's going to be two close games, and it's going to be like there's going to be like a blowout. Or a close game, a blowout, and then a close game. And there's going to be one loss close game, one win close game. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. I I mean, I definitely uh, concur with that statement that it's going to be the closest series. Or at, at least I think it's it, it's it's going to be 
um, the closest series of the season by far. And again, um, going back to what, what we talked about a few pods ago about the balanced schedule, you know, this is only going to be one of a few series, much less series that, that we have against the Blue Jays this year and, and the Red Sox this year compared to other years. So, um, you know, we've already seen that the balanced schedule has benefited the Rays when it comes to playing teams of a lower caliber uh, in in already having, you know, all of the AL teams the Rays were going to play anyways, but already playing the Nationals early on and getting a sweep there, um, you know, was a big confidence booster for the team. And now this is going to be three of 13 games that the Rays are going to be playing against the Blue Jays this year. So, um, you know, that sort of stuff is definitely going to play, but I also think it's going to be a good test and a good gauge for where this team is right now. Because and, and, it, it, and, know, important, and importantly, it's one of two series we play in Toronto, which is nice. We get one of those series done with out of the way early. So, yeah, yeah. Toronto's not the yeah, not the most favorable place that the Rays have played at in recent years. It's a tough ballpark to play at. I it mean, is. Talk about attendance. It seems like they sell out every night. They're it's it's always crowded there. When you so. only have one team in a country to root for, it, it makes it easier to sell out those games. That is true. Yeah. That that's not yeah, saying I want to see fan base. It's more of just the reality of Canada. <laughs> yeah, I want to see uh, how Brendan Lau does in that ballpark. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much more hitter. I don't know what the dimensions are, but I feel like it's got to be more hitter friendly. Did, did it get pushed? I yeah, mean, did it, it was pushed back. It was already hitter forward. friendly, and I'm assuming it's even more now. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, like I would think that the they got lowered a bit slightly. Maybe. Oh, it's just nice to see that like the outfield wall doesn't look as like. I think that there is a beauty to symmetrical ballparks. So like looking at Kauffman stadium, for example, looking at, I, I think Wrigley field is symmetrical and it's outfield dimensions are close to that. Um, like Oakland's ugly out on its own. So that's not really that beautiful, but like Kauffman is like the best example of what it looks like. Oh, and Dodger stadium. Both of those are really good examples of like what a cool symmetrical ballpark looks like. And Toronto was like that, but Toronto did it in the wrong way because of that gap between the stands yeah. and, and and the outfield wall. So I don't know. I don't think it's uniform anymore, but I, I, I like that about it because the outfield now has character because of the yeah. fact that there's seats that are closer, that the bullpens are elevated, that there's stuff going on. So it's a little closer to the action. It's always nice. I do wonder if it's going to create a weird depth perception because, again, guys were used to – I mean, you know, guys like Lau and Wander and Randy have been used to seeing that stadium with with a gap between the stands and the fence. Yeah, I mean, but does the batter's eye change much? It, it did to an extent, but I think that there might be some adjustment period just because of that reality. I guess so, yeah. Well, red hot, so it's the best time to go into it. So we'll see. You this know, if, if if we don't score any runs in the first game, you will know it's a fucking stadium. Those Canadians, they got us. Do we have any keys to the series? I, I know that again. But when just a keep that going, offense yeah. down, hose them down with the pitching. Offense has to be. We got to shut down Percata, man. I mean, it's Vladi. Vladi's playing, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's not just mysteriously injured just for the race series. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
That would be a revelation, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So Blue Jays pretty healthy right now, you know. Got their starters. It'll be a good series for sure. See how we stack up against them. Five games ahead, you know. After five games ahead. After some embarrassing losses today from our compatriots. But we'll get to that later. Evan, Evan, if you're anything wants Oh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Yankees. That was sweet bet. Got the twins at plus money. So thank you for that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that one. That was easy. I I just have no idea who the Yankees pitcher was tonight. And they were favored. And the twins are good, too. So what was it? Nine in the first? I will take that yeah, any day. It tied a franchise record for most runs given up in the first inning. Maybe the easiest bet I've ever hit. I so, think I saw fans leaving Yankee. Now, I don't know how legitimate it was, but I think I saw fans leaving Yankee Stadium in the first inning. I don't blame them. The game's but over. Imagine uh, imagine how much money you pay to go to those games and you leave after the first inning. Yeah. I guess that's a, that's a, that's the uh, fallacy of the sunk cost, I guess. You already paid for it, so... Right. Evan, so Gibby asked for it. What are you, do you do? You have any keys to the series to add on? Um, yeah, keep them in the ballpark. Uh, I mean, Vladdy and Bobachet, like I already said, they're on a roll. That I mean, we obviously have seen because our offense has been really good, but they've also been those two hitters have been really, really good. Um, Matt Chapman also has seemed to be bouncing back after he's he hasn't been great as a Toronto Blue Jay so far i mean his defense is always there unreal third baseman but his offense kind of slacked but he's hitting well now so that he's not he's just another batter to look for look out for so yeah key it's like i always say against these power hitters limit the walks because they're going to get home runs they're going to hit them just limit them to solo home runs don't give them free bases and i think it's gonna be a big series for a bullpen because i do think their pitching will limit us Excluding Barrios, I just haven't seen anything to prove that otherwise. He's just not a good pitcher. So, yeah, I mean, Saturday and Sunday, Kikuchi still not doesn't have the best stats, but he seemed to pitch really, really well against this last year. So Saturday and Sunday, I expect to be low-scoring games, um, and the bullpen, I think it's going to be really, really key because they haven't really had any huge scenarios yet this year. I mean, the 1-0 game, and then it got closed last night, but – I think they're going to be a lot more high leverage situations in the series. Gibby, starting with you, who's your pick a player or pick a players? All right. Let's see. We're getting down to the brass tacks. Yeah, we're getting down. We're getting down to serious business. I mean, who's not hot? I mean, everyone's hot. You know, I, I said something about Manny Margot last episode. Said he needed to pick it up, and he picked it right up. That was unbelievable. Um, I'm going to pick him again. Screw it. Wander, I mean, we're going to need our young talent to outburst their young talent. I mean, really, in the reality is in our playoff situation, you know, we got to fight them every year. And, you know, there's only so many young uh, cores of guys that are likable that can go to the playoffs. I mean, the Orioles, us, uh, and the Blue Jays, 
being like three of those. I mean, only like two of those can really go to the playoffs at any given point. And the Yankees are always going to be at least competing for that spot. Um, so it's just... Wait a second. You had a mental lap for a second? No, I heard something at my door. Oh, Sorry. shoot. I forgot what I was saying, though. You were talking about Wander and talking about the young core of the Rays. Yeah, so... Basically, our, our young core just has to outperform theirs. I wish we had Siri right now, because that'd be, that'd be fun. I'd want to pick him, because he's always fun. Um... I'll pick Kevin Kelly again as my pitcher. That's my first step. Um, because we're going to have a bullpen day, and I think he's going to be pitching. So, uh, Mr. Kevin Kelly is going to stretch out at least two innings. Maybe audacious three. You know, he got he had to get like four outs today. You know, I don't really blame him for that run. I mean, the pop fly double right at the beginning, and then obviously – Helped him no favors with like the single, and then there was a catchable ball from Josh Lowe. I think Siri would have been there. I mean, I'll credit Josh Lowe. I mean, you're you're a great outfielder, just you know, not not the best center fielder, not the best speed, um, out there. Um, so who should be my hitter? I guess I'll pick Josh Lowe as my hitter. You know, since I just roasted his ass, that'll be my hitter. So sorry about that. Uh, all that arbitrary. Oh wait, did I say? Did I already say wander? I already said wander. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you did. It's dumb. All right. Yeah, that's the end. I like it. Uh, Evan, who's your pick? Um, then I'll, I'll take Margot. Then I think Margot's still off to a slow start, and I mean, based on what we saw last year, we know he's capable of being a three hundred hitter. I don't know if he finished. I don't think he finished a three hundred hitter last year, but yeah, it was, was like two ninety. He was a 300 hitter for a lot, for a good yeah. portion of last year. So we know what he's capable of. He can hit the ball any in any direction. So I guess it doesn't really mean a whole lot without the shift. But I'm going to pick him as my hitter. And as my pitcher, I'm going to pick the two, I guess, closers that we have in Jason Adam and Pete Fairbanks because I think they're going to come in the game like I said earlier, they're going to come in the in maybe multiple games in a one or two run game, maybe in the eighth or in it, or ninth inning, and it's going to be important for them to lock it down late in the game. Well, I'm going to go with Bilal again, <laughs> the standard, and I also want to go now. See the see the thing is is that we don't really know who's going to go for the bullpen day. I would assume it would be Fleming just because it's his turn in the rotation. So with that, I'm going to hope it's Fleming, and I want to pick him just just because I want to see him continue success. It'll probably it looks. I mean, based on what happened last game, that 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 he pitched, the fact that he came in after uh, a, a reliever and, and was able to settle down, I would hope that they would do that again. But that doesn't mean that they are going to do that again. But it is a possibility. If that doesn't happen, ah. Uh, Man, who do I want? Um, give me Thompson, uh, Ryan. Ryan Thompson to have a bounce back outing. I know he. I, I know he had some 
has had some struggles, especially in the Boston series. So I would like him to, uh, you know, have some have have some shot that out. It'll be a big confidence booster playing against a team like the Blue Jays, without a doubt. So good vibes there. I also will say, I mean, it's it's worth noting about the other two teams that the Rays are tied with in terms of the modern era when it comes to uh, hot starts. I mean, you had Paul Molitor on the uh, on the '87 Brewers and Dale Murphy on the '82 Braves. So. Not bad company. Oh, I love how they put him with Brandon Lau too. That was great. Yeah, and then the goat, the you know, you know I mean, yeah. they all look like they're from the same era. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Dale Brandon Murphy. Lau, so I don't. Even, do we even know Brandon them? Lau having zero swag whatsoever? <laughs> so it just looks like <laughs> the same. It's like Joey Wendell. If yeah. only he had the throwback Rays uniform. Where's like, um like the throwback? Where did Dale Murphy go to college? Because Paul Molitor went to a uh, Minnesota, which is unfortunate. I don't know why I know that, but it's just a completely random fact. I know. Did he even go? Uh, he went to high school, so I guess he got drafted at a high school because I don't think he went to college. Dale Murphy. Um, but yeah, Paul Molitor went to. If I'm not mistaken, he went to Minnesota. So uh, the Big Ten is being represented in a big way here. Um, it's crazy that everyone yeah. else has at least four losses. I thought there maybe be some. Well, I guess we're just hogging all the wins, really. Yeah. Yep. Three years starter with the Minnesota Golden Gophers and was an All American in his sophomore year. Hmm. All right, cool. Paul Molitor podcast, man. Like, no, or Dale was that Dale Murphy or whatever. I saying? mean, Paul Molitor went to Minnesota. Dale Murphy came out of high school, and then Bilal went to the University of Maryland. Okay, <laughs> but he did. It's fucking no, 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 no. Yeah, I've no. He he didn't go to college. Right? We we definitely would have heard. If he went to Maryland, we would have known that by now. Who? <laughs> b <B-Low. laughs> Well, he did, right? I'm, ju- I'm uh, being that, that sarcastic. Was that was the joke. He's... Oh, goddamn. He, 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 he was perpetuating the joke. Uh, let's see what else is going on around baseball. So I don't know if you guys saw it. Well, A, yo, I want to give a shout-out to um, uh, Agnes, the uh, 106-year-old Rays fan who came out today. Oh, yeah. Going strong. Yeah, she threw 106 too. Yeah. I would I mean sign her up at this point. Uh you know, shout out to her, man. Going strong. Oh yeah. If yeah. she if she can go out to a game, then you guys can go out to a game. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's great. Raise the roof. Twenty dollars off your first seeking purchase. Please. That's, and and uh, I think we didn't touch on but while we were talking about the attendance. Great job by the team by the franchise again. Ten dollar tickets today. So that was Another great move, by the way. I think they're realizing that that's a good idea. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, when we actually make the take. Oh, they come. Also, uh, thank you to Papa John's for not suspending the partnership with the Rays yet, because I feel like it's going to get to that point at some point. Please. How, how many times have they scored six runs or more? Well, let's go through them. Let's already because that's like at a thirteen. Guys, I'm proposing a- that you tip the rest of the amount. That you would have spent on the pizza, so that your Papa John's employees are satisfied at least. Honestly, that's. I mean, I don't think that people. Or at least just that, just tip more. Just idea. tip more. Tip them more. You know, you know they're bringing we, a freaking pizza to your house. You know, I school- used to be a pizza driver, so you know, I just relate to this. But uh, you know, tip people who deliver stuff more. We have scored six or more runs in ten of the thirteen games, <laughs> and we went through a straight stretch of. We scored six. We scored six runs in six straight games. Jeez. 
Dude, they're gonna. I'm telling you, it's like that scene in 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 Remember the Titans where they go on that undefeated streak, and it says Titans eat free, and then they all go to the place and go eat food, and then they have to immediately take it down because they've eaten too much food. Or or it's uh, or, or it's like the uh, man. I haven't. I've only seen this movie like once, and it was a while ago. But it's like the beginning of Semi Pro when they do like if you hit a half quarter, you get the the whole oh, yeah. gets like free hot dogs or something. No, no, it's, what is it? No, no, it's if they get a hundred points, then everyone gets um. Oh right, taco. It's something. It's like an obscure. Yeah, yeah. Food. I think it's tacos. It's yeah. like tacos. Like who eats tacos at a, a sports game? But yeah, it's no, 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 no. It was corn is dogs. It, it was corn. Oh, it was corn dogs. Yeah. Isn't there a half court thing though? Because I remember in the scene he like but, tried so to tackle the guy, him. The guy hit it and he got ten k, but Jackie didn't get in the ten k until after they did the ABA merger at the end. Of okay, the gotcha. He only gave him like half of it. Because I remember him trying to like tackle him and he like missed him or something. But yeah, no, 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 no. The one guy made it and he gave him the stuff at the end of the movie. Um, but but he only gave him like part of it. He was gonna hey, give the rest of it after the ABA merger. Spoiler alert! In front of, I mean, I get. I'm just kidding. But oh, that movie's been out since 2008. Yeah, if you, you haven't seen that, that, if you haven't seen that movie, then <laughs> you're just asking for it to be spoiled. Um. Fernando Tatis Jr. has three home runs and eight RBIs. Wait, wait, hold on. I don't think we talked about the Yankees game yet, did we? No, we I mean, we kind of just trashed them. We just kind of trashed them for a second. No, I'm I'm, I'm joking again, so we can trash on them again. (laughs) What was it, nine runs, I think? Nine runs in Eleven runs in the first three innings of the game. (laughs) Yeah, that that, we could do that. Hey, hey, let's not – hey, hey, this could come back to bite us in the ass, so I'm not trying to do that. I'm just just joshing around. Um, Yeah. Tatis has three home runs and eight RBI for the uh, El Paso Chihuahuas, the uh, apparently the second greatest team in minor league baseball behind the Durham Bulls. Yep. No uh, questions about that one. Yeah, and no also, questions. the Phillies suck. <laughs> the, the Phillies are terrible. <laughs> oh, wait, I, did they lose against the Reds today? Yeah, they, I mean, they're the Reds, or not. the Reds aren't that bad so far this year, but I What's mean, the I, bullpen, get, I, I don't want to look at the bullpen. The Phillies, either. I will get. The uh, well, I went to the game on Sunday when they played the Reds and they lost six, four. And I forget who came in in the ninth, but they blew that shit. That was that was bad. Uh, like so, what's their ERA? Is it like fucking 13. Uh, it like... can't be good. I know that Kimbrell gave up a run or two in the. No, he gave up a run in the eighth. And then I forget who came in in the ninth, but they just blew it. Can't stand them. I will. I will give the Phillies the benefit of the doubt. Um, they're obviously injured, and I mean Hoskins is out for the year. But once they get Harper back, they'll be a different team. Listen, we were. Injured. I agree. Fuck, and we still made the fucking playoffs. I don't want to hear about fucking injury. Just kidding. That is true. I was, I, I agree, but Harper is. Harper's, Harper's a pretty big blow. Yeah, Harper yeah, is huge. like the it's biggest like, blow. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's bigger than Todd. Blow, blow. I just have found ways. I mean. Wander is that, really, really that, that's good. more a whole payroll blow, blow. Yeah, this is true. I don't know if we mentioned. I mean, we talked about pace of play. Pace of play is continuing. Games are, um, are shortening up, which is amazing. I love it. What? Uh, I don't care. What? I I I love the pace of play. Is, I, I, I just it, love. No, no, no. Play. I wasn't saying it was a bad thing, but I was gonna segue into the. Beer. I just want to strike. Does, I want to anybody more people out on wanna, it. Honestly. Before we talk about the beer thing, though. Does anybody not like the early starts on the weekdays though? It kind of stinks that the games are. Yeah, early. now, oh, like, now I feel like they should be later. Yeah. I was having this thought. So today, instead of like I a, like a seven thirty start, start like would be good. Start them at seven ten, like they used to on the weekdays. Since they're 7, so short 10. nowadays, dude, I don't think they need to be early. Six forty is early. Yeah, exactly. The game's I over mean, by for nine. Me, that's five forty in Central Time, which is wild. 
That's yeah, that's even early. Yeah, I feel like we're playing so early and now we're getting out of like the prime times. But I don't know. We're, I mean, games are ending two in two, like two and a half hours at the latest, and that's not a long time at all. Yeah, exactly. So it is, it is weird, but it's good. But it does it does help people go to the games because they can be like, if it's a school night or a work night, it's especially for the people who live in Tampa, the game will be over by nine and they won't get home any later than 10, which is which does incentivize people to go to the games, which I guess is good. I think a little later, but they're, even they're, more. but it's it is a it's a busy. It, I mean, they're going right from work, I'm assuming. So it's just it's a hectic time, I think. Even like at twenty minutes, like seven o'clock would be perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the the thing I wanted to segue in is that uh, it seems like more teams now because of the fact that games are shortening up. So usually beer sales would end after the end of the seventh inning, or yeah, yeah, end of the seventh inning, right? Or is it like the middle yeah. of the seventh inning? But but beer sales would end in the seventh inning. Uh, so now a bunch of teams are adopting. Or I guess a number of teams now are adopting ending beer sales in the eighth inning, which uh, and again that's to um, combat the uh, the quicker um, game times, and that's been that's uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. It's been faced with mixed reviews. So I know that Matt Strom, the uh, reliever for the Phillies, talked about citing um, fan safety as a thing, maybe to not extend it and instead well, it just seems backwards yeah it's it, yeah. faster games you would think it would be early they would move it up earlier yeah 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 which is what he said um to move it up to the sixth inning instead of the eighth inning so you know again beer if you guys don't know it impairs a lot of things and you should not be drinking and driving this is not something that we should be telling you guys this is something that should be known without us even saying anything yeah, yeah i think that's I mean, all Obvious I, oversight, honestly. I agree with who who said that. That was uh Matt Strom. He's uh the reliever. For, he, I mean, it could be thirty minutes from by the time the eight yeah. ends. I agree. Because I agree with that. If, if the home team wins, I mean, it could be over in like fifteen minutes. It could be over in like five minutes. Yeah. After the eighth inning, like a guy could buy it like right at it. I mean, like right up right up until the end. I mean, and I'm again, I am. I am all for a ballpark. I think ballpark going to a ballpark and having a beer is, on a nice summer night is one of the best feelings. Obviously, they're but trying to recoup some of these sales, but yeah, you know, it's, there's, it's all a, there's a line. That's about but money. There's the other like. thing, which is that like you can wait and go to like we talked about on, on a previous podcast, yeah, go, go to the local areas place, around the ballpark, yeah. and nice. local areas to bars and things like that, and spending your money there, which will be cheaper. Much well, of course, they, they want you to spend money. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to advocate yeah, for teams, yeah. like you know, I'll advocate for some teams to try to jack up prices, but I don't, I don't advocate for high prices. I'll, I'll advocate for the best yeah. possible, which is more often than not, not going to a ballpark. I mean, you can get like one beer, but going to a ballpark and getting beer versus going to a bar that's maybe a couple miles yeah, away and getting a beer is going to be two drastically different price points. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's another thing that comes with ten dollars tickets. It's like people. They're like, oh, I only spent ten dollars on tickets, so I was expecting to spend forty, so I can get four, four beers that I probably wasn't going to get if I spent a lot of money nah, on tickets. So, yeah, or just go to ballpark and wreck before the game and get. Oh yeah, you get a few. If you yeah, before the game. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't necessarily see the lot. I, I understand that it helps money sales, but I, I, I get, I think, 
I don't know. I think it's a risky play. I hope that it comes with, like, I hope bad things don't come of it. I just think, like Evan was talking about, I feel like we're, you know, we're kind of reaching that point where something might happen. It's It, it seems, seems like it's going to be one of those, like, it's only a matter of time situations with yeah. that, which sucks. And, and hopefully nothing bad will come of it. But again, I mean, team teams are trying to recoup money um, for lost time. And that's, you know, the there's positives and negatives to the pitch clock. And for teams, then the negative is having less time to be able Guilty to see pleasure. I do kind of like it. Let me be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, there's okay. been some times where I like wanted beer in eighth inning. That, it, that is true. Because it took forever, but now it doesn't really take forever. So maybe that's not a complaint. Drink in moderation, people. Always yes, drink in obvious. moderation. Do not, do not over drink. Do not drink to get drunk. Drink, um, you know, be dr- always drink in moderation. Uh, so responsibly, you know, that's, that's all. You yes, say. drink, drink responsibly, one hundred percent. I wonder. If, ran, random thought. I wonder if that would, if they're them moving that would like, especially with the NHL playoffs coming up. Um, uh, the Canes won the division, by the way, tonight. So go Canes! But I, I mean, last year they had that. The Rangers Penguins had that three overtime game, and you couldn't buy a beer the whole time because I think they stopped selling at the beginning of the third period or something like that. I wonder if the NHL playoffs would, or the yeah, the NHL during the playoffs would do. Well, I mean, overtime games are an anomaly in terms they of are. games. So they are, but I mean, like that game, they can they can go for a long time. I mean, that was that that is true. That is true. I mean that game. I mean, no, that game is specific and. Yeah, that was probably no, the- no. But I understand what you're talking. And the taps back on, motherfucker. It'll be interesting. Also, yeah. two hours. Go, uh, go Bolts. I'm cheering yeah. for the Bolts against the uh, against the Maple Leafs. I know the playoffs are coming up for the NHL, so let's go, baby. Like, like uh, Evan was talking about, but I don't really think that there's much else in baseball to talk about. So, I think with that being said, I think that's gonna uh, conclude things in this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Thank you guys so much for continued support. Uh, of the pod and everything that we're doing numbers for the pod have been really really good recently so thank you guys so much for that and continue to support what what we're doing if you guys don't follow what we're doing on social media uh raise the roof tv on twitter raise the roof tv on instagram make sure to follow both of us there uh we're getting closer and closer to 700 followers on instagram which is good so continue to keep keep the support going as much as possible and here continue to do what you guys have been doing uh subscribe leave us a review um, get those follower numbers up as much as possible. We appreciate all the support as always. Um, but I think with that being said, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up, baby.